Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Before we get to Mr. Home Show, now appearing at the convention center through next Sunday, hurry, 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 one of the best shows, the biggest show on earth. Go down and check out Doug. We'll talk much more about it. Sunday is always a great day to be there. Mark DeSantis and company would love to see you, and we'll talk about that in a moment. But before we get to Doug in this edition of the Organic Gardener, why not be the 10th caller and win a $25 gift certificate to Sorgles out in Wexford? 866-391-1020. wins a $25 gift certificate to Sorgles. And if you have a gardening question, we're going to take all your calls between now and 8 o'clock. Everything in the way of gardening. And with the weather being so warm and no snow, I know you want to get your fingers in the dirt. We're going to be talking all about everything that you need when it comes to garden help. So call us at 866-391-1020. In segment number two, we'll get right to your calls. Doug, uh, it's go time. I was there yesterday. It's just so nice to be there. I had a chance to catch up with Mark a little bit. I absolutely love this uh, incredible home show, and I know it's what you do better than anyone else for the entire run. I've been camping out there. I know. <laughs> I mean, when you were telling me out in the uh, newsroom that 7 o'clock in the morning you've been 7 in the there. morning I was filling these containers with plants, frantically trying to get the booth ready before the show opened at, uh this was a fun day, Rob. This, this, this is this is how you work. I don't work this way anymore. This was tough. Be down at the convention center seven a.m. Planted like I don't know, a ton of uh, of these uh, fabric pots. Get done. Drive up to La Roche. Teach a class. <laughs> drive back. Speak at two o'clock. Speak at six o'clock. But I've had a blast seeing everybody. The crowds have been wonderful. Standing room only uh, today. Two o'clock. Come on down. You know, I need a shed. So this is I'm I tomorrow I'm I'm shopping for a shed because a tree fell on my garden shed and crushed it. This old garden shed that was there. So I'm in the market for a shed. I I just went down really quick to look around. There's got to be ten or fifteen companies down there selling sheds, and they don't know what they're up against when they get Mr. Cheapskate's going to come. I'm going to pit those guys against each other, and I'm going to get the cheapest price possible. How much for just the doors? That's what I want to know. <laughs> right, you're going to work these people. You know what's amazing you should mention about sheds? And I don't really have a big backyard anymore, but that's something I always wanted. And I'm not a gardener. I'm not a, a landscaping connoisseur. What is it about those little sheds that just are so attractive? It's like a little space all your own, you know? Filled with your tools. Yeah place to go hide from everybody else you know i'm afraid this shed is might i'm thinking garden shed i got a feeling my wife's thinking she shed <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know i see some people that put concrete floors in them they put uh, hvac okay let's not get carried away all i need is a place for a shovel okay that is, i need okay. a place to put a shovel in there okay my 
uh, your battery-powered weed whacker. But, okay, so come on down to the home show, see me today. You can come for free. Uh, just go to DougOster.com. It explains it all there. All you're doing is sending me an email. I put you on a list. They check you off. You have to come see me speak, though. Don't come in for the free tickets and just like, oh, thanks for the free tickets. No, the idea is I give you the free tickets so you come to talk. Rob, this this will kill you. I'm up there, you know, they got this whole audience going. I'm like, compost is. A woman sits down, and she just starts talking on her cell phone. And while she's talking on her cell phone, the flashlight is blinking as she talks. I don't know if that means she's getting a call to. Her friend comes and sits next to her, and they just start a conversation like 10 rows back. And I'm, like, trying to concentrate and talk, and everybody's listening. And and, I, and finally, after about 10 minutes, they just get up and walk out. <laughs> So if you want to see some of this hilarious hijinks, come on down to the home right, show so today. Let me ask you about Farm to Table. Buy, you know, fresh, eat local. Buy local, eat fresh. Tell me about this. Oh, folks. man. I, the way I got hooked up with uh, Farm to Table, I you know, I've known Erin Hart since she started this. And I got laid off from the trib right when COVID started. Uh, this was traumatic. I turned 60. I got laid off. Then we had COVID. Six hours after I got laid off, Aaron reached out to me and said, I saw your post. We would love to have you be part of what we're doing. And the things that I do with Farm to Table are so satisfying and so wonderful. They just, they're trying to connect local farms with you. And so that's what's there at this home show. There's right in front of me, there's 40 of these great vendors. There's a guy, you can buy this like block and you water it and you get fresh mushrooms that you can use in the kitchen. There's all these farms with dried meats and honey, garlic honey. That's what I'm buying today, garlic honey. Uh, a gluten-free bakery, uh, Stu's barbecue sauce. Every year I got to get Stu's barbecue sauce. Uh, it's the only place I know to get it. And it's just all these vendors. And then where I'm at, I got this big, beautiful, uh, beautifully lit upstairs. That's the other thing. For years I was downstairs, and so people are walking around downstairs. Where's Doug? Where's Doug? Upstairs. Beautiful space, big stage, and we put in these things. We didn't know how it would work, but it's been amazing. A treasure hunt for kids where you dig for root crops. I sit, st- stand there on stage. I look over there. These kids are finding all these like, giant rutabagas and golden beets. Then a place, and I'm getting, I'm buying more worms today. Uh, they've got little, little red wigglers in these two uh, composting bins where the kids can dig in and find worms. I posted on my Facebook today, was it, or yesterday, where uh, – Little kid came with his grandma, and he sat through the whole talk, and he went over there, and he had a ball playing with those worms. Uh, there's just, you know, there's composting bins from Pennsylvania Resources Council. Uh, like I said, all the chicken races. <laughs> there's chicken races. Uh, you know, the guy from the chicken races came to the, one of my talks yesterday, and he was asking me all about uh, growing in containers, and then I was asking him about chicken manure. It was awesome. As I said... Today, 2 o'clock, come on down. Come down early. It's been busy uh, at the stage. But I'm giving away these really cool tomato seeds. It's the farm-to-table heirloom rainbow, rainbow, rainbow tomato mixture, meaning all these different colors of tomatoes. You're not going to know what it is until it's ripe. Brandywine red, brandywine pink, brandywine yellow. These are all in the packet. Brandywine black, Cherokee purple, green zebra, white wonder, Nebraska wedding, all these crazy colors. And also some an heirloom perpetual spinach. It's a Swiss chard that tastes like a spinach. 
It'll go, you could plant it today and go all the way. You plant it again in September. It doesn't care about cold. It doesn't care about hot. I'm having so much fun meeting everybody and seeing everybody again. You know, people have been coming down to see me for over 20 years now, and they know the drill about getting the free tickets and coming to see me speak. And it's just wonderful to share stories. Somebody came and brought me this wonderful apple turnover. Somebody brought me a six-pack of beer. Nice. <laughs> it was unbelievable, you know. Nice. I don't expect anything like that. But they're just so appreciative, and we have so much fun talking. And afterwards, we just sit there and talk gardening. It's really been a great show. And if, like in my case, if you're looking for something for your house, you know, whether it's windows or a shed or whatever it might be, uh, they're all there. I don't have to, you know— search around. Uh, like I said, tomorrow it gets easier for me. I'm there every day during the week at 6 p.m. I'm going to go early. I'm going to talk to every one of those guys for the shed, see which one I want. And already I've looked at the prices. It seems really good. And that's before I started working them. Let me just, how would you describe what you look like for those people who are now headed to the home show that are going to be representing all those dealers to sell sheds so they can look out for you? And they're oh, no. <laughs> I'm going to swoop in there. And, well, this guy over here says that he'll he'll come and install it. Oh, really? Oh, okay. I just realized how they're going to be able to know who you are. Because I kind of ran into it when I met you in the newsroom today. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the garlic. You know, the guy that smells like garlic, that's Doug. I came home the other day from the show, and my wife had uh, linguine and clam sauce ready, <laughs> and it was dosed really good. Well, but you that's what, what you're smelling today. Well, you know, I've been on this little bit of a fitness kick. You're you know? looking good, brother. Thanks. Well, so today, usually, you know, six months ago, I was eating a hoagie at 6 a.m. on a Sunday, but I had some green beans today with garlic on them. You know what? They were really good, speaking of garlic. I thought I smelled something. No wonder you, know you, no wonder you were standing we're, eight feet away. We're you know, kindred spirits. Right, that's what happened today. Yeah, you were really close to me talking, and then all of a sudden you backed way off, <laughs> like 10 feet between us. But you know what? Did, my, did it knock you, out, knock no, you over? But you know what? Garlic does add something to even green beans. I'm so proud of you. No, I did that just for you, but <laughs> I saw him. I said, I got to get him. I got to get him. All right, listen, this is when you call in and get all, because we're taking nothing but phone calls. All us. phone calls the rest of the show. 866-391-1020. Again, tell them where they can find you later today at the home Two show. Two o'clock, Home and Garden Show down at the convention center. Great day to come on a Sunday. You'll be able to find parking, no sweat. Come early, uh, get a seat, and we're going to talk gardening. I'm talking all about actually gardening with kids, but... All the lessons that we're talking about are also for you, too. Uh, it, we're, again, we're, I'm just having so much fun seeing everybody. And I got plenty of free seeds for you, too. Family-friendly, great food, great atmosphere. They do an incredible job. Mr. DeSantis and his crew and Doug will be there. It's the 2020 Home and Garden Show. We'll be broadcasting there later today. I'll be there tomorrow and Tuesday at 6. My colleagues throughout the week will be there next Saturday as well and next Sunday. I hope that you will stop by the KDKA radio booth located at the top of the escalators and say hello. We'll be back. All right, now again, the number to talk to Doug is 866-391-1020. 866-391-1020. We have a couple of lines available, but we are doing nothing but phone calls up until 8 o'clock. And again, later today, he will be at that home and garden show at the David L. Lawrence Name the artist. Center. Um, I know. Give me just a slight hint. Wizard of Oz. Um. 
Boss Skaggs. Oh, Boss Skaggs, <laughs> low down. Okay. All right. I'm thinking, come on, Rob. You it's know that. It's Doug's trivia time. Notice what he does to me when I least expect it. I thought I was actually playing for that, you know, door uh, number three. You thought you were just going to kick the callers off? You you just lay back and not do anything? Not on this show, Rob. <laughs> That's right, man. All right, let's say hi to a Bob in Gibsonia. He is up first for Doug Oster. Hey, Doug. Hey, Bob. Hey, Doug. Thank you for taking my call. Two quick questions. When you guys package seeds, I'm getting seeds ready for the spring, is it safe to store them in a fridge or shouldn't you not? No, the best way to store them is just in like a mason jar. The thing that I put, okay. the thing that I put in there, the th- the main thing about storing seeds is to keep them cool and dry. And I know you, you know, some people put it in the fridge. My concern with the fridge is that some seeds aren't going to enjoy that cool, but gotcha. dry is so important. And so okay, I'm storing them in a mason jar, and I put a little bit of that silica gel uh-huh. in there to keep the the humidity down. And they seem to last really well that way. One little trick before you get to your second question, I'm sure. always I'm always testing my seeds. You know, I've got I seriously got tomato seeds back to the 1980s, and I don't want to I don't want to sow them and, and waste time. I'll just take about ten of them, put them in a wet paper towel, put that into a Ziploc bag, throw that on top of the fridge. Seven to ten days later, I see how many of them sprouted, and if it's over 50 percent, that's good for me. I know that they're they're still good. I can, I can do it. Some seeds, like onions, I'm trying to think what else. I, I know definitely onions. I think delphiniums, too. It has to be fresh seed. They don't store well. So everything's a little bit different. That's why I, I, I test them. But like tomatoes, beans, stuff like that, if you keep them dry, they'll last for, for many, many, many years. Gotcha. Very good. Last question, please. I have a squirrel problem, which I think it's a squirrel problem. I got an elevated bed. Uh, the wife likes tomatoes, so half the beds for tomatoes, half for lettuce. And the squirrels, or at least again, I think I'm pretty sure because I caught one climbing around. They start, they'll, they'll rip the dog on lettuce out from the roots and eat the eat the uh, eat the tomatoes. I even bought a nylon netting, uh, Doug, to put over it, and they seem to be still somehow getting into there, ripping up. What do you suggest? Try this stuff called hot pepper wax. You can find it at any okay. nur- you can find it at any nursery. When you spray it on the plant, what I don't know how it works, but when yeah. we when we eat the plant. After we rinse it off, we don't get the hot pepper at all. Okay. Uh, it's organic. and But the squirrels and rabbits and other critters, they won't touch it with that stuff sprayed on it. And so that's my trick. Like, I do that for rabbits. Like, even though I've got that garden fenced in, rabbits, yeah. so, rabbits sometimes, the little ones, can get through that uh-huh. chicken wire. They get in there. And then I have to kind of go out there at the end of the day and try and see where they're getting in and out. Like I'll spook them and they'll go, then I can fix the fence. But until I can do that, that's what I do. I spray that hot pepper wax on there. That keeps them off the plants until I can figure out who's in there and how they're getting in and out. All right. Beautiful. And it's a pretty common product I can get. Oh yeah. Any good, any, any one of our sponsors, any one of these great nurseries will have it. Thanks for your call. Thanks. Thank you, Doug. All right, they just don't want to hang up with you, do they? They just have so many questions, they try to get them all in in one call. You should imagine what it's like at the home show. I know. They just line up. It's fun. All right, 866-391-1020. It's all Doug and you on the phones up until 8 o'clock, so get get online and give us a call. Here's Joe. Joe's up next on KDKA. Good morning, Joe. Hi, Doug. Great show. My wife and I listen to you all the time. I know you got this question a few weeks back, but, again, it wasn't concerning to me at the time, but I have a line along the house of uh, holly bushes, about four foot tall. And I went out to kind of clean up the leaves and 
90 percent of the leaves were off the holly bushes and a little concerned what to do with them. Well, not much you can do, and we've seen this all over the area, and this is due to that really crazy cold weather we had right before Christmas, and you're not alone, trust me. I, I get this question quite a bit, and I, I've talked... Say it again? Should I cut them back? No, I wouldn't even... I wouldn't touch them. What I would... What I'm recommending to do is is sit and wait. You know, it's still going to be another month until they really start to leaf out good. When we get into mid-April, I would throw down a little bit of holly tone. That's holly with T-O-N-E after. It's from a company called Espoma. Very easy to find, inexpensive organic fertilizer. It's been around since the 1930s. I use it a lot for, you know, rhododendrons, hollies, mountain laurel, azaleas, that sort of the things that love acidic soil. And I've talked to arborists. I've talked to experts about this. Everyone seems to concur that the hollies are tough and they will re-sprout and they'll come back and we'll be okay. And so, I, go ahead. I've had a couple of holly trees that came back. Uh, I was gonna, almost took them out and I pruned them a little bit and they did come back. It took a couple of years, but uh, I'm I'm hoping we'll we'll be fine. I'm I'm like 95 percent sure on our hollies we're going to be okay. But I'm, I'll tell you I'll tell you a story that. When we had that polar vortex, I don't know how many years ago it was, maybe 10 years ago, and the ivy got completely nailed by it, you know, and I was like, well, come on, you know, ivy's been here forever, it'll come back. It really took a long time for that ivy to to rebound after that. So this is just so unusual for, for a holly to do this, and like I said, it's happening all over the area. It's basically wait and see, and there really isn't anything to do. So I hope that helps you just a little bit. Thanks for your well, call. Thank you very much. So let me ask you about ivy real quick. Are there people that actually still want ivy? I'm one of them. Really? Yeah. Where, know, where, where do you want it? Uh, the, I just want it to kind of ramble along the ground there. Uh, you know, Pachysandra and ivy, People hate. some people hate it, and that's, that's, that's okay. For me, those are memories of all those houses that were built in the 20s and 30s. That's what they used, you know. Uh, and for me, it, it, it's as long as it's not strangling something, as long as it's not bothering something, ivy, pachysandra, even, even myrtle, you know. First off, if it's already there when you get there, like it is in my case, it's going to be a real <laughs> hassle to get rid of it. And I always tell people about plants like this, instead of worrying yourself and, and going crazy on it, if you have it in you, switch your thinking around on it and think, well, you know, this is a nice-looking little plant that's on the ground and pretty, and I'm sure it has benefits for, you know, beneficial insects and such. And, uh, again, I'm not picky, you know, and that... Pachysandra especially just reminds me of all the houses I, I grew up around, and we all loved Pachysandra, and we all played in Pachysandra. Uh, and so the other side of the coin is, how are you going to get rid of it? It's no fun. 866-391-1020. Anything on your mind in the way of gardening, now is the time to give us a call. We're taking your phone calls until 8. Doug Oster, DougOster.com. Again, right through next Sunday, you can see him live on that stage.
Don't miss him at the Home and Garden Show. Rob Taylor, just moments away with your news at 7.30 with your Pratt Pack on KDK Radio. All right, back with Doug, and we've got five people waiting in the wings to talk to Doug, and everything from iris to microgreens, uh, mulch, cucumber fungus, and holly bushes. We'll get to all those in a moment, those topics. But if you're the 10th caller, 866-391-1020, you could win a $25 gift certificate to Janoski's call right now. You know, I was talking to Mrs. Know-It-All, who's off today, and she was talking about mulch last week and she said that you know i've got to correct something she was talking about certain types of hardwood mulch that are made out of pallets and yes that's there but things like at sorgals they have this coast of maine mulch that is pristine natural and no problem using it so yes there are some mulches made that way, but there are plenty of mulches made the right way. So go to our local nurseries, and that's where to get your mulch. All right, let's take some of these calls. Again, 10th caller at 866-391-1020, and that's the number you have to call to win that gift certificate. It's the same number that we are asking people to phone in with questions, so you get a busy signal. Keep trying. 866-391-1020. All right, here's Mary Ann. Wants to talk Iris, not Donnie Iris, who recently turned 80, so happy birthday. He looks great. I know he does. He always looks great. He's better than you and I. I know. Well, he's richer, too. (laughs) All right, when you're rich, you can look great. Let's say hi to Mary Ann. Hi, Mary Ann. Hi, how you doing? We're good. Welcome to Um, the show. Thanks. Um, My irises, every year they always get loaded with this grass that grows in between everything. And you try to pull it out, and it's very difficult, and you're pulling out the iris, whatever those things are, bald mm-hmm. things. Rhizomes. Um, so, yeah, so I'm trying to, they're just, I notice they're coming up. So uh, can I mulch over that? Or that, that was my That was my first suggestion. Uh, the irises are there, right? And you've got your right, ry- yeah. rhizomes, and they're popping up. Is the grass already coming right. up? Um, probably. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff coming up. I would want to mulch, 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 uh, and okay. you know you've got to. The, the trick is you don't want that rhizome completely covered. You know you want a little okay. bit of that out of there, and so it's going to have to be a thin mulch, but just continue. And then whenever you see that grass, I'm sorry to say it, you're going to have to do your best to get it out of there. I know it is a pain, but get to it early. You know we're we're in the season now where you might be able to get some of that out of there, and then throw some mulch on. And do your best by, again, you know, that mulch will wear out in, you know, six, eight weeks. It'll start to get thinner. Add a little bit more on there to try and cover those plants. Because we don't want to negatively affect the iris. You know, if you were to spray something, even right. something even something organic, you know, an organic herbicide on there, you're going you're gonna to negatively affect those irises. And so sure. I think mulch is your best bet. Okay, thank you. Good luck. All right. We appreciate the call. Thank you, Marianne. 866-391-1020. Let's say hi to Anna in Monroeville. She's on KDK with Doug Oster. Hi, Anna. Hi, Doug. Um, I am wanting to grow microgreens, and I cannot find three containers that, that fit together. I cannot find, you know, everything is 10 by 20, 10 by 20. So I don't have, I can't find one that's like, 22 by 11, right. you know, to put the holeless tray for the bottom. Um, help. <laughs> okay, so first first off, any container will, will work to do microgreens, and it doesn't really have to be 
you know, on the windowsill. All we need them to do is sprout, and and we're good to go. So as far as the shape of the container, now have you been to some of the local nurseries? Because I've, I've that's where I've got my microgreen growing operation. You know, I've got that's what I'm looking for. You know, about actually six inches wide by about maybe twenty inches long for the windowsill with a little tray underneath it. You should be able to find those plastic ones at a good nursery. Uh, poke around for that. But as I, as I said, think of maybe just some smaller containers. Okay. You know, on the okay. windowsill. You know, even just a little round pot, like three or four round pots, might be able to do it. All you have to do for microgreens, and my favorite is radishes, actually. Mm-hmm. Put, put those yes. put those radishes in. And the thing about microgreens that people don't understand is. When that thing comes up, all the way from the top to the bottom is edible. Now, when a radish gets older, that, that top gets a little fuzzy and, and woody, and it's not so tasty. But when they're young like that, you know, radishes, beans, sunflowers, peas, basil, lettuce, uh, any of the broccoli and cabbages, those are all great microgreens. I wondered, I wondered what you wanted to grow for your microgreens. Um. Well, the ones that, that you have mentioned, and I had tried, well, I had tried lettuce, which uh, was a, a failure because I tried a mixture of the lettuce seed, mm-hmm. just the regular ones, and then the ones that have the little uh, coating on them. Oh, pellet. And they came, up imme- they came up immediately, and the others didn't, and, and it was a it was a disaster. So you had the pelleted <laughs> seed. Those the, the nice thing about those pelleted seeds is that, you know, because lettuce seed is so small, you're always going to put too many in. But anyway, right. <laughs> find any kind of container with drainage for the time being and that could fit where you want it to be, even if it's multiple containers. We put that, we put a moist growing medium in there, a planting mix, we call it, very lightweight right. planting mix. Get it moist, throw the seeds in there, a little mix on top, cover it with plastic so it stays wet until it germinates. But especially with something like lettuce, you got to get that plastic off as soon as you see any germination because lettuce especially is prone to this thing called damping off. It just means that if it gets too wet, this fungus takes over and they just kind of fall over at the soil level. And then I would poke around a little bit at the good nurseries and take your measurements with them. Tell them what you're looking for, and I think, right. you'll, be, I think you'll be able to find the container that you want to do this. And give me a call back in a couple of weeks. Let me know if you have any problems finding it, and I could probably point you in the right direction when everybody gets opened up and is going strong. Thanks for your okay. call. All right, here's Nancy in Coriopolis for Doug Oster, the Organic Gardener on KDK. Hi, Nance. Good morning. Um, is it too early to put leaf mulch on flower gardens? Oh, not at all. No, this would be a good time to do that before you get into the madness of having to plant and everything. Uh, okay, I mean, it's a, it's a they're perennial gardens. Well, this would be a good time because, you know, if, it, if the stuff hasn't really sprouted up yet, it'll come up right through that. And every time it rains, that leaf mulch is going to release those nutrients into those plants. This would be a great time to, to do that. And if you've got some coming up, you know, maybe real early bloomers like a hellebore or something, just throw the leaf mulch around the edges of it. And then as it grows up, you can kind of kick it in there a little bit. This is a good time to do that. Okay, my second question. I have spiff laurels, and they're about six foot tall. All the leaves are brown, again, by that freeze, and now they're all starting to drop. 
That's what um, we would. That's what probably we would expect them to do. Okay. Uh, I would just. I would just. Uh, similar to the holly, hang in there. Uh, keep an eye on it. If it, you know, starts to leaf out, keep a close look at it. Starts to leaf out, you'll be in good shape. I, I again would want to give it a little bit of fertilizer just to help it along. But this is after we see it start to to sprout and such. You don't want to put the fertilizer on too soon when it's too cold. We want to wait until things warm up a little bit and the uh, temperatures even out. Although, you know, we haven't had much of a winter, that's for sure, except for that crazy, you know, pre-Christmas freeze, which really hit my garden hard, too. It hit everybody's garden hard. And so, so I should use the uh, same holytone. Uh, you know, for for that plant, holytone would be okay, but I, I'd probably go with something a little less acidic for that plant, maybe garden tone. But holytone would be fine if you had it. You know, any of those, you know, holytone, garden tone, flower tone, they're all pretty close. Okay. You, you'd be fine with it. And as I said, just wait till you see a little bit of of new growth, and then you'll you'll be happy when you see that new growth. And then the plant will okay. be ha- the plant will be happy when you throw a little fertilizer on there. Okay, thank you very thanks, much. Thanks for your call. Lisa. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll come back. More calls are welcome. Next stop is uh, Leachdale. We'll talk to Mickey. Anything on your mind in the way of gardening, call us. 866-391-1020, The Organic Gardener. Doug Oster, Rob Pratt, KDKA. All right, I see Frank Dentisi out there in the newsroom, so that means we're minutes away from the Coons Cooking Hour. Meatless meals and sides coming up as the Lenten season continues. Then you and I, more open talk, and then Baird, your money, and you. Then two full hours of the Coons Market Black and Gold Sunday Show. Big week, Allegheny Health Network Sports Medicine Championship, WPIL basketball all week. We'll have all the coaches. We'll spend the entire two hours pretty much looking back at some exciting action, which culminated last night with Central Catholic winning their first title in 15 years as they defeated Newcastle for the 6A crown. All right, let's go to Mickey. Mickey in Leechdale on the air with Doug Oster at KDKA. Hi, Mickey. Hi, thank you for taking my call. I have got a problem with my zucchini plants and my cucumber plants, which are succumbing to what looks like some kind of a fungus, particularly those plants. It doesn't bother my tomato plants. Or my peppers. It's, so tell me what what it looks like when it when it goes bad. Uh, it starts on the leaves, and it looks like a little white. Okay. Uh, That's all I needed to hear. You... That's all I needed okay. to hear. That's powdery mildew. Uh, these okay. plants are susceptible to powdery mildew. There is actually a really cool homemade spray that you can make. Now, normally. I never <laughs> like to talk about homemade sprays, but this one is called the Cornell Mixture from Cornell University. And mm-hmm. and all it is is a combination of one tablespoon of baking soda, one tablespoon of something called horticultural oil, one drop of dish soap. That dish soap helps that stick to the plants and then okay. into into one gallon of water. And if you didn't get all that, just go online, search Cornell Mixture, and it's science tells us that this is very effective against powdery mildew. Now, when you're dealing with a fungal okay. issue and, and you know you're going to get it, in this case, you've been battling this for how long? A couple of years. Yeah, so we know that these plants are going to get it. And so the trick to dealing with any fungal issue is to apply that natural fungicide before we see signs of damage. Because we want to prevent it. And so when they leaf out, 
and you get into early June, this is the time to start applying every 14 to 21 days. And you mix that up and you get yourself a little sprayer, you know, okay. uh, like a pump sprayer and spray that on mm -hmm. there. And that will really help you. The other thing I would recommend, especially when it comes to cucumbers, is something we call succession planting. So put your first crop of seeds in or plants, however you do it, but then wait two more weeks. Leave a little extra space in there. Leave two more weeks and put another sowing in. And I know, you know, I know that you want to put everything in the same day and get it over with, but if you stagger these plantings and then do a third one into June, and I know that seems late, but those three plantings one might succumb to the fungal issue, but the other two, whichever it was, early, mid, or late, will will be fine, especially when you add the uh, application of that uh, natural fungicide. And I think you're going to be okay. And the other thing, one more thing real quick on the cucumbers, grow a few different varieties. Same with the zucchini. Do a couple different ones. Each one reacts differently to the disease. And then I think you're going to be okay. You're going to have a heck of a garden this year too. You're going to have more cucumbers and zucchinis <laughs> and you can hope. know what to do with. What are you going to do with all those zucchinis? I've got kids. <laughs> <laughs> what do you make out of your zucchini? I make in this, the, oh, the zucchini, I make a, with the cucumbers, I make a Israeli salad. I don't know if you've ever had that. No, tell me about it. What is that? Oh, my God, it's fabulous. It, it can almost be a meal. You uh, quarter your cucumbers, you peel them, and then you cut them into quarters. I mean, little ones, mm -hmm. okay? And then you add in black olives, which you rinse, you open a can, rinse it, drain it, and then you cut those into ringlets. And then you add in chickpeas, which are also garbanzo beans, mm -hmm. which you again rinse and drain. So you've got the beans in there too. And then you take that and you put a little bit of salt and pepper and a little bit of olive oil. Okay. So, when your cucumbers are ready, you make that salad and I'm coming over. <laughs> oh, it's fabulous. It's even as a meal. It sounds, I can take you up on that. That sounds absolutely <laughs> wonderful. Well, Give me a call. Tell me how your cucumbers do this year, uh, later in the season. Thank and you. then uh, I, I, I might have to try and make that salad myself. Thank you so much for your call. That was good stuff. Israeli Thank you so much. Israeli cucumber salad, Rob. That sounds awesome. Absolutely to me. scrumptious. All right. Uh, today, remind them where yeah, you'll be. Yeah, 2 o'clock today, Home and Garden Show Convention Center. Come down, get your free seeds, uh, a heirloom mixture of rainbow colors and perpetual Swiss chard. Bring kids, grandkids, have them dig for worms, have them dig for uh, a treasure hunt of uh, root crops, watch the chicken races, come see all the vendors that are right in front of me. Uh, I actually had a friend, I was on PTL, uh, Selena Pompiani, Pompiani interviewed me, and uh, right before me was the guy making those, uh, or not making, but showing off these mushrooms that... that uh, come off this block after you water it. And a friend of mine has me buying two of those blocks for her so I can uh, take them to her and she'll uh, reimburse me when I get to them. But lots of cool stuff there. And I'd really like to meet you. Really like to talk gardening. After we after I'm done with my talk, and the talk's only like maybe half hour tops, we'll sit and talk gardening after you get your seeds. And um, today, 2 o'clock, 
Home and Garden Show. Now, I'm answering questions after the show, as always. If you didn't get in, just come to DougOster.com. And remember, organic gardeners, you make our world brighter and safer with each seed you sow and every garden you grow. You got a surprise guest down there on stage today? I always have a surprise guest. You definitely want to see who he has in store later today, one of our favorites. All right, there he goes, Doug. Stay tuned. Frank's entering the building and the studio because we're getting ready for the Coons Cooking Hour as we celebrate those fabulous fish fry Fridays and those haddock fish sandwiches all Lenten season long. We'll stay in that theme with meatless meals and sides moments away on KDKA. Good morning. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.